well then that was a little creepy uh, hello my name is selvin and my podcast is on the power of immigration so i decided to do my podcast on immigration because due to the fact that it's always a hot topic during the past presidential debates you know no matter if it's a president president-elect the people who run for president senators governors mayors Immigration is always going to be the main topic that they talk about. So I decided to focus on that and take you on a educational journey on the following topics or questions that I want you to have in your mind, which are, do immigrants take away jobs? Do they contribute to the economy and society? Are they a burden? And do they contribute to our culture? Uh, so to give you a little bit of background on myself, if you didn't listen to my last last podcast, I'm an immigrant, so I apologize for my <laughs> thick accent, first of all. Uh, so I moved to United States from Guatemala at the age of 10 to find my American dream, which I did. And I'm proud of everything that I have accomplished, and I'm proud of it being an immigrant. So... Before you say, well, well, this podcast is going to be one-sided because he's, he's an immigrant, so he's going to be leaning on one side. No. The point of this podcast is to explore the argument of immigration from both sides. So I'm going to give you the side of people who are against immigration and people who support immigration. So thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy my podcast. So let's start the show. So my first main point is going to be on the people who oppose immigration. And what better person and what better source than to start off with than our very own Donald Trump. So let's go ahead and listen to his immigration policy argument. Now we must implement an immigration system that will allow our citizens to prosper for generations to come. Today we are presenting a clear contrast. Democrats are proposing open borders, lower wages, and frankly, lawless chaos. We are proposing an immigration plan that puts the jobs, wages, and safety of American workers first. All right, so his last statement, he says American workers first which is America first, which has been his slogan throughout his presidency and campaign. So at first, it might sound racist, but the more you dig into his policy, it really isn't. Um, if It falls into a gray area. So what he really means is take care of the American people first, no matter your background. Uh, put America to work by creating jobs that boost our economy and infrastructure and ensure that U.S. citizens are hired and immigrants aren't taking away their jobs. So we know a lot of immigrants are coming from impoverished countries and it can be seen as a weakness to our democracy. 
and not in the best interest of the American people since they think that th these immigrants are going to come and take over their jobs and invade their land. So with that being said, do immigrants actually take away American citizens' jobs? And do we need harsher immigration policies? And I would like to explore that on my next segment. In reality, the United States of America was colonized by immigrants. So immigration in the United States is nothing new because after all, colonizers came and invaded what was known as the New World. So our country was established by immigrants. But then as time went on, those same immigrants got overprotective and started settling in and creating laws, policies, and regulations to limit immigration. And why was that? Because they were afraid. Uh, they were afraid that those immigrants are going to come and take away their land, and most importantly, they were going to take away their jobs. And fast forward to 2020, and that's, that men same mentality is still the same. Like, that mentality is still the same for people. In 2020, people still think that immigrants are going to take away their jobs. But are they really taking away their jobs? No, it's a misbelief. And according to the United States Department of Labor monthly labor review research findings, immigrants actually increase employment opportunities for United States born workers. And most importantly, they increased those same United States born workers annual income by $5,100. That's a 20 to 25 increase in their average yearly income. So you can see they're not taking away their jobs. They're creating opportunities. And why is that? Because immigrants are hard workers and they're resourceful and they're highly productive. So that's why U.S. born workers are benefiting from immigration as well. So why do Americans still believe immigrants are getting in their way? Why do you think? Let's go ahead and visit that on my next. Although immigrants expand job opportunities and don't take away jobs as people insinuate, Americans still feel like immigrants are getting in their way and they want to feel safe. With, uh, and with terrorism on the rise and an unpredictable economy, they have the right to feel that way. And uh, they have the right to know who we're letting into the country as well. And a way to fix that is a merit-based immigration system. So according to Donald Trump, in order to restore America's economy and secure a border, we need a big wall, and most importantly, we need a merit-based immigration system. So let's go ahead and hear what Donald Trump has to say about it. 
opportunity to those living here today while ensuring America remains a welcoming country to immigrants joining us tomorrow. And we want immigrants coming in. We cherish the open door that we want to create for our country. But a big proportion of those immigrants must come in through merit and skill. All right, through merit and skill. So what he means by that is before, let's say a, so somebody related to me was trying to come to, into the United States, they would apply back in Guatemala. And since they already knew me and they already had somebody living in here, they had had a better chance of coming or getting accepted to come into the United States than let's say a doctor or or a teacher. So based on this merit-based immigration system, that's going to change. So somebody who is more skillful and more educated is going to be on top of the list rather than your uncle or aunts getting preference over over them. So a merit-based immigration system makes sense, you know. And employers in America can easily easily replace workers with cheap immigrant labor. So having that that a uh, new merit-based immigration system is going to fix that issue. And also as we recover from a global pandemic, we need to strengthen our economy and workforce as well and that's going to to alleviate that as well. And according to the Congressional Research Service data source. During the start of the Great Recession in 2007, we had a 5% unemployment. Compare that to the start of COVID, we had a 14.7 unemployment rate. So it makes sense, you know, it makes sense to have that merit-based immigration system because you want to have the most skillful immigrants in the United States. And uh, it's a strong point to limit immigration during a pandemic. So we need to help the United States first with, before we help others out, you know. Uh, but with that being said, uh, are immigrants able to generate economic growth? And uh, I would like to explore that more on my next segment. In fact, immigration has the power to generate economic growth, trade, and productivity. The thing about the merit-based immigration system is that it takes care of the one side, but then it leaves the other hanging, meaning that we need skilled, but we also need unskilled immigrants. And if you think about the fields in construction, agriculture, restaurant industry, technology, science, medicine, and healthcare. They all need skilled and unskilled workers. And immigrants are able to provide that, provide those bodies. Since immigrants are so multi-diverse that we're, we're, able, we're able to generate economic growth in different ways. 
And one of the ways we're able to gener generate economic growth in two countries is through remittance. And what remittance is, is when the immigrant living in, in the country sends money back to their home country. So according to the World Bank, an estimated $554 billion was sent by immigrants to their respective home countries in 2019 alone. And the majority of immigrants are from impoverished countries. So the money they sent back not only helps their families, but it also stimulates the economy in their home country as well. And also in America, because they have to pay their taxes, they have to pay the fees, and they have to pay everything else on that money. So as you can see, immigrants are able to create economic growth in different ways. And also, immigrants boost American, America's economy by owning their own business. Immigrants from Asia, the Caribbean, Latin America, open up diversity of businesses from restaurants to financial services to Silicon Valley startup companies. And according to Craig Carpenter and Scott Loveridge in their journal article, immigrants, self-employment, and growth in America cities, small business owners create 900,000 jobs a year. And an immigrant is more than likely to be self-employed compared to, to a United States born individual now, how crazy is that? So immigrants are also creating jobs and they're being self-employed more than American citizens. So self-employed immigrants give a much needed life support to the Ameri America's economy. And as you've seen in this last couple of, couple of weeks and couple of months, small businesses have been hit the hardest during the pandemic. And what we need is an immigrant's resiliency and attitude in order for the United States economy to recover. Furthermore, a merit-based immigration system will only damage the economy more than it already is. It will also limit population and workforce growth. And the truth is America is aging and at a rapid rate. And we're also losing lives on a daily basis due to COVID. And on top of that, our economy keeps taking major hits. As I previously stated, small businesses and also franchises and corporations are closing up or filing for bankruptcy. So what can we do to fix it? According to Herman Schwartz in How Trump's Assault on Immigrants Will Damage the Economy, in order for the economy to grow, it needs a large productive force. The number of Americans over 60 years old is expected to increase by more than 22% in this decade. And also the birth rate by the birth rate 
by U.S. born women has decreased by 11%. So what are we going to do to boost our population growth and have a productive workforce? Immigration! They boost the population growth and are highly productive. Doing a merit-based immigration system will cripple the economy. You are getting rid of the unskilled labor that people don't like to do, those jobs that people don't like to do. It's going to impact everyone from businesses, schools, the military, agriculture, and other fields that rely on immigration. It's evident that immigration is needed in order for America to recover from a pandemic. So next, we're going to look at the impact that immigrants have contributed to America's culture. Finally, for this last segment, I would like to illustrate the impact immigrants have made in the United States culture and traditions. Did you know the song God Bless America was written by an immigrant? And just in time for the holidays, that song that you can't get out of your head and comes on the radio or Spotify every time you turn it on, the song White Christmas was written by an immigrant. The truth is, the entertainment industry is filled with immigrants and children of immigrant parents. Even in the political field, politicians like Marco Rubio, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ted Liu, and Norma Torres, and our newly elected first woman, Vice President Kamala Harris, are immigrants or children of immigrant parents. Let's go ahead and explore Vice President Kamala Harris's background a little bit more. Uh, according to Casey Tolan's article, how Kamala Harris's immigrant parents shaped her life and, and her political outlook, Kamala Harris's father is actually a retired Stanford economics professor from Jamaica, and her mother, rest in peace, was a leading breast cancer researcher from India. Both of her parents found their respective American dream, and her daughter is now a role model for minority kids to look up to, including my very own nine-year-old daughter, who is really excited of having a first female vice president of the United States. Immigrants have also impacted the other side of American's culture as well, so let's go ahead and explore this topic a little bit more. Additionally, America's cuisine and fairy pastime all have immigrant roots tied to them. The hot dog, the hamburger, and pizza are all creations of foods from other countries. If I was told to describe America in the dish, it will be the gumbo. I love gumbo. And because it combines cooking techniques from Native Americans, Europeans, and Africans. It's a true melting pot dish. 
And the thing about American cuisine is that it has so many different, vibrant, delicious flavors from all over the world. You're able to taste so many different dishes without ever leaving the United States. And even the United States staple restaurant, the American Diner, according to Charles Hirschman in his article, The Contribution of Immigrants to American Culture, was diners were made famous by Greeks and other immigrants in the earlier 20th century who would serve food out of railroad car-shaped restaurants for a low cost. And even baseball, you know, baseball, America's favorite pastime, is composed, according to Charles Hirschman, of about 25 to 30% of immigrants in the major league baseball. So, kids can now look out to immigrants like David Ortiz, Jose Alberto Pujols, or Ichiro Suzuki and dream to be like them. Even in basketball, the uh, National Basketball Association or NBA, which I love and I love to watch and I love the sneakers and everything stats. According to the NBA.com, they had 108 foreign-born players from 38 different countries in the 2019-2020 roster. So kids don't have to be like Mike anymore, you know? They can be like Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikolai Jokic, or Luka Doncic. And immigrants have contributed to America's culture and traditions in a big way from the entertainment industry, to cuisine, to our favorite pastime, immigrants are there. To conclude, there is no denying that America was built on the strength blood, sweat, and tears of immigrants. Yes, we need to take care of America first, especially during a pandemic. However, we have to remember the crucial contribution immigrants can play in the United States workforce, economy, structure, and culture. As an immigrant, I know firsthand how hard I've had to work to prove that I am essential to my community and workforce. America isn't getting any younger. The pandemic isn't going away tomorrow, next month, or next year. Immigrants have shown that they don't take away jobs, but can revitalize the economy through hard work, productivity, and a go-getter attitude. We immigrants are military heroes business owners, cooks, doctors, farmers, technological innovators, teachers, entertainers, laborers, and politicians. We are needed to keep the economy on top. We are the gears needed to keep America great. Our diligence and efficiency aid America's labor force. We contribute to the economy and influence America's culture. In the end, revealing why immigration is needed in order for America to succeed. Without immigrants, the United States wouldn't exist.
thank you for your time and thank you for listening to my podcast and have a good Christmas and a happy new year.